All right. Welcome back to the Lone Star Podcast. Uh, another great episode for 2023. My name is Mark Rankins, and I'm the CX manager here at Catalyst Marketing in Austin, Texas. Um, the Lone Star Podcast is part of the Good Mood Media Network, um, and we're really excited for the episodes that we've got coming this year. Um, yet again, we are bringing some straight heat to your earbuds, to your uh, <laughs> earphones, however you're listening to this today. Um, the, the special guest we have today is somebody that I have, um, a lot of working experience with, um, coming into the reputation management space, uh, with student housing in general. Um, this was somebody that kind of, I, I, I looked at as not, a, not a beacon of hope. That's very dramatic, but definitely somebody who knew, who knew the game, who knew how this all works, who knew how important reviews were to their property, to what they do with their team, how they get their team motivated, um, and definitely what to do in the face of negative reviews. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Stephanie Crow, a general manager with Campus Life and Style over at the Domain at Columbia. Uh, Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I, I know I just gave you a little bit of an introduction on our working relationship here uh, in the past, you know, now, whatever have you. But um, if you want to introduce yourself, just talk a little bit about your experience, what got you involved with that property and and why you're still there and why you love being there. Yeah. So to be honest with you all, I'm not trying to age myself at all, but I've been in student housing for 16 years, which is a long time. Um, I fell in love with it, started as a, a camp or like a, a CA, leasing professional, however you, you classify it as a part-time. Um, it was just an easy way to, you know, make money and live, you know, work where I lived at. So it was very convenient. And I've kind of been in the Columbia market ever since and worked my way up to the GM at the domain. And I will be honest when the the domain opened up. I was like, Oh, that'd be a dream of mine to run that property. It was so, you know, just the height of my, you know, where I wanted to go. And then I applied for it in 2018. I've been here ever since. And I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. We started with a 3.7 Google review and we'll be getting into that a little bit further of the, you know, overcomes that we had to do, but it's just been an awesome ride here. That's amazing. And for anybody that would like to go look at this, I I believe this episode will be live next week uh, from when we're talking right now. Um, but just in case you were wary at all of, of Stephanie's experience or what we're about to bring to the table, the domain currently has 592 reviews on Google with an average of 4.6. And that is no small feat. That is a major number we worked through a lot of that together, but that has continued to grow outside of the realm of Campus Advantage with CLS now. Um, I'm just incredibly proud of you and want to thank you for doing this with me at the top. I usually feel like that's how I close these things, but like, um, it's just so good to have you here and I'm really excited for what we've got to talk about today. So if you're ready, we can dive right in. Let's dive in. Okay. All right. So our section here is called Review the Review. Review. So the review we're going to talk about today is the following worst apartment in the whole area decided to live here for a year and constantly had maintenance issues and just overall dirty hallways and parking garage that was never fixed. When I moved out, they charged insane fees and quote damages that I absolutely did not do. I showed photos and evidence that the damage was left from former tenants and they said I would still be required to pay. 
Funny they made me pay because they did not even replace the broken box spring mattress after I moved out for the future tenants. Living here is a money scam and overall dirty and not worth any amenities. Also, the customer service people are extremely rude. As soon as you've signed and are moved in, they don't care. They have your money. And I'll put a little ad lib there. That money is just a dollar sign because <laughs> this person was so over having to give us any sort of feedback that they thought they would just end with a money sign instead of the word money. So, uh, Stephanie, just right out the gate, how are you feeling about this one? I feel like we need like cracker next before we like get into this <laughs> one because it's it's a doozy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that's just, if I would have seen that first as a GM, my heart would have sank, but then... You know, you always have to figure out, go dig deeper into it. You know, like what she said, I submitted photos and they didn't reverse charges. Like as a GME, as specifically if somebody had proof of that, that they didn't cause damage or anything, I think that's where we just kind of need to focus on the good, bad, and the ugly part of it is just because some of it's doesn't, I don't find a hundred percent true. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it. This review, we we talk a lot about reviews that are written during this the span of somebody that's living there, and typically, the review kind of sounds like that person is is still there. And in this case, we're we're t- kind of talking about somebody who's moved on and is looking back at their experience and providing what seems to be like the exact things that you, as a GM or an LM or anybody, would request whenever it came to doing a dispute, right? Right. So it's like we have somebody saying they showed photos, they showed evidence, the damage. There's somebody that, you know, they didn't replace the box spring mattress that they paid for. There's a lot of accusations made, but not a lot of proof. So what I'm hearing is like, it sound, th- this person has given the approach that it sounds like they've done everything in their power to get charges reversed, to get money back. And yet somehow this property just still said no. Yeah, I mean, as a GM, like I kind of just pointed out, if somebody came proof with me, like, hey, this is what happened, I'm not here to keep your money. I'm not here to, you know, as you know, in student housing, we have plenty of damages that we can collect overall. So we don't need to scam people out of money, in my opinion. Um, So just that proof of them saying that they submitted it and nobody did anything about it just kind of seems far-fetched for me. And that's something that I would want to dig into and then put the mark sprinkle on in the reply because it's just going to have to be quick and simple because (laughs) you don't want to get in a battle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. It's like when you're, when you're looking at this, like it's pretty easy to feel like, okay, you know, let, let's dig, let's see what, what actually was submitted in terms of these photos and, and evidence that damage was left. If, if at all, and let's look at what was done to the unit after that person moved out. And then let's look at their history of living here with work orders, with like exchanges in the office. Let's look at their ledger to see how many, like if they missed any payments or if they like, let's see if what they're saying all rings true before we like start uh, saying that any of it's fake. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. You, I mean, you know, she said the hallways were dirty. Is there, in our mind, is there a reason why she could say this? Were we short on maintenance staff? Were we just had, you know, yeah. do we just have a bad weekend or whatever the case might be? It's like, kind of like dig into it to see if any of this could be true or is some of it just a little bit true, but then she expanded it further saying, you know, it's the worst apartment complex, you know, in the market, you know, it's just looking at it a little deeper and I'm the worst person to say this, but don't take them to heart. Like just, 
if you know that you're doing your good job, you're doing a good job, you know that, you know, it's not the worst apartment or the hallways weren't dirty or let's just say you looked at her account and she only put one work order in and then she says everything's broken. Like, did she put everything in that she was supposed to? Right. So just digging into that a little deeper. That's a really good GM outlook too is, is, uh, don't take it to heart and don't take it personal. Cause I feel, I definitely feel like even in the realm of like, these are, these are pretty bold claims, right? The review that we're talking about, but sometimes it's even something as simple as like, like it, it, maybe it's just the hallways were dirty. And like the person who reads it on site is like the one who does like property walks twice a day and is like proud of how clean things are and then sees something like that. And it feels like just a stab to the, to the rib cage, you know, but like, all it really takes is like, okay, well, who said this? What are they saying it about? Maybe it's their, you know, the the small area around their unit that they see every day probably might have like some dirt and maybe like a, I don't know, a spider web in the corner or something. And it's those like two small things in the span of the entire property that they've now deemed this whole property is disgusting, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I'm the first person that will say when it comes to the domain specifically, I take everything to heart. So if you write a bad review on customer service, I take that to heart because it's my staff and it's, you know, just the whole brand of the domain. You just want to make sure every aspect is covered. But then when they start singling stuff out, then you're like, okay, let's dig into this deeper. And personally, I don't know this apartment complex's rating, but then you'll be able to kind of figure out more once you dive into it. If they're at a 2.1, you know, we have some work to do and to recover. Sure. But if it's, if somebody wrote that for the domain at a 4.6, then I'm just like, eh, let me look into this yeah. a little yeah. more. Let's see. Is this, you know, and then also look at the resident. If you've had multiple issues with this resident, this is their time that they're going to go ham on you. They're going to, you know, vent out their whole frustrations that they had for this one year, yeah. but just take it with a grain of salt at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good advice too. It's like if if they're venting this much, it's probably pretty clear that they have more to say and more to like talk to you as the manager or just the CA that they're comfortable with or their le- like leasing manager, whoever it is in the office that might be able to approach this from like, look, we see that your experience here either was not great or is not going well, you know, if they're a past or a current resident. And it, it's, it seems to be uh, like we always talk about the communication aspect of these is typically like try to take it offline, try to talk to them. And I think more, more so it's like when, when you said the thing about like if a property that got this is at a 4.6 and this is like when you sort by newest, the, the first review that folks are seeing, it probably doesn't seem very indicative of what the rest of people are talking about. It seems like a drop a, a drop in a bucket that is full of like sparkling shiny water, you know, versus like if it's a 2.1 or a 1.8 on Google or something like that. And there's a review like this, that prospect or whoever's looking at it almost expects there to be feedback like this with a rating that low. So like you said, there's work to do, there's conversations to be had. And if they're, if the rating is that low and the reviews are organic and constantly coming in, that speaks a lot to like, are we using this platform as a way to validate like people's feedback and insight or do we have a way to do that? And we're just ignoring this one. You know, I've, I feel like a lot of people like to do surveys and like to do a lot of internal feedback. And maybe in the scope of that, they start to forget that like, well, that's all for us to look at. But like, what are the people that are looking at our property as a potential place to live 
feel about where feel about our business. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I'm so Google minded now because of you. <laughs> to be so honest, you rubbed off on me when this it kind of became <laughs> like a competition to see like how high we can go, you know. And then so it I'm more mindful. Like even I feel like a lot of people leave bad reviews. They it takes a lot to get a good review. So yeah. even when I go places, I know we'll talk about that a little later. I'm a first person to go like, I'll leave you a Google review. You gave me a receipt, circled your name. I'll do it. You never know like what can come out of that. And especially um, I see my LPs that they get a shout out and stuff like that, how much that means to them. And then they just work even harder to try to, you know, get more and, and improve if anybody says anything negative. Yeah. 100%. Oh, well, I think that's a pretty good place for us to take a break and then we can come back and uh, get into, you know, what are some good insights that come from a review like this? And if there's anything that we could take to the site teams, if there's anything that we need to measure in terms of accountability and uh, then we can round us out. All right, we're back from our break. So let's get into some starry-eyed but realistic scenarios. So out of a review like this, you know, we kind of talked about the fact that this person is definitely not here anymore and is kind of leaving us their their parting wisdom of <laughs> this is how it's like to move out of here. This is how it's like to live here and everything. Um, so I, th- I think I'd love your insight on like what, what you would take from this sort of review internally, like with your team when you talk about it, and also how you would approach responding to the review on behalf of like speaking to, you know, instead of getting into like a dirty laundry fight and airing everybody's laundry out on Google, how you would approach responding to something like this that kind of puts you guys in the place of like, all you do is be money hungry, you know, that that sort of thing. Yeah, so you know, if I took this review to, um, to, sorry, um, if I took this review to my staff, like during our weekly staff meeting, like, Hey, we got this, you know, I would honestly ask them if anybody had any insight on that Did when she checked out, was it a bad experience or did she just leave the keys in the apartment? And you know, that was it, you know, trying to figure out what, what interactions we had with her recently, why she was checking out. Um, and then just kind of deep dive in, you know, dive in into it. If we had those issues of the hallways are bad or whatever the case might be, you know, maybe getting those back on a weekly or monthly schedule, like kind of looking into it more. The customer service, like kind of when I was asking if anybody had any interactions with them, was it her or did we have a bad day? Like kind of, you know, seeing if there is anything to that Google review is kind of how I would bring that to the staff meeting. And if we, you know, we did have issues, then we just need to address them and, you know, fix them going forward. So we don't have it again. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I I think when, when it comes to my end of the bargain, especially in the confines of when you and I work together, it's, it's kind of hearing about like, okay, it, once you talk to the staff, if there is something that comes out in that process of like, Hey, we actually like never looked at these photos that, you know, at in this, this realm or like, we did do the photos, we did pay them out, but like maybe the check went to wrong address or something. So, you know, that tends to happen a lot is like the address they leave us to, you know, give the deposit back isn't correct. There's all these factors that go into like moving out and like closing your contract with 
with a company, with a business that it, it can easily seem like, oh, they're just, you know, they're keeping all my money and like they're going to go have a great summer vacation on my dime or something like that. Well, heck, we even had people thinking they paid a security deposit and then they did. And they're like, where's my money? We're like, <laughs> we have no money to give you. Yeah. Yeah. There is no deposit of security. <laughs> um, try again, but um, we'll yeah, help you out the game. right. It's like we tried to help you at the start by waiving these things and now you're asking for them back and <laughs> we simply don't have them to give. Our pockets are empty. We have nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. I, I honestly think like a lot of this just comes down to, you know, analyzing the situation of what actually happened, speaking to that as, as best as you can in a way online that isn't like, Hey, we actually did do this and you did send these photos, but they don't, they're not indicative of this or anything. Like, you don't get that far into a into it when you're doing a review response because anybody reading it starts to think like, oh, they're putting a wall up, like they think they didn't do anything wrong. So I think my approach to this looks kind of more like, listen, we hear you. We we want to make sure that we have the right information as we see it, and we'd love to have more of a conversation about this in in these realms, whether it's email, phone call, in person, if you're still in Colombia, you know, or in your case, Colombia, like. We we don't want to leave this online just so that everybody sees that you had a terrible experience and we just said sorry. You know, like if there is something wrong and there's more to it, and maybe you don't have your money yet, or maybe you're maybe you're concerned that you forgot you don't have a security deposit to get back. Like, there's a lot here. There is a lot, and and kind of kind of like I always say, the mark sprinkle short and sweet because you don't want to get an argument match back and forth, and then also. She could update her Google review later on if we made it turn into a positive experience. I've seen right. GMs go back and forth on Google reviews, and it starts looking tacky, in my opinion. I think short and sweet and just making them be the one to reach out to us to get the issue resolved. If it sure. was that big of a deal, they will reach out and you know get it taken care of. If they're, you know, if they're kind of fibbing a little bit, you probably won't hear from them, but at least yeah. we're going to give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, any any other last takeaways on this? Any other uh, lingering thoughts? Anything we didn't cover? No, but if I get a Google review like this, I'm calling you because I'm just <laughs> like Mark. I need I need the sprinkle. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My phone is always open. I'm pretty sure you still have it. So, uh, well, Stephanie, I think you're already prepped on this, but we uh, end every episode of the show by talking about folks' last five star experience. So. Uh, we, you know, obviously talk about one stars a lot on the podcast. So this is just a way to kind of bring the momentum back up to some positivity. So what have you got for us? What have you got to share last? Actually, this is in your neck of the woods. (gasps) Okay. Hotel Zaza in Austin, Texas. Oh, we went there for campus life and styles conference in October. And my husband and my son came with the came with me. I haven't stayed a night away from the baby yet. So they had to come. <laughs> and during the conference and stuff, I was having food getting delivered from Grubhub or whoever. And the hotel was so nice when Wyatt was taking a nap that, you know, my husband was like, hey, is there any way you all can run this up to me? I'm so sorry. You know, he just kind of fell asleep. And without hesitant, you know, they were like, usually we don't do this, but under circumstances, we'll take care of you. And that was just so nice as a parent knowing that I can worry about my conference. Kevin doesn't have to wake the baby up. And I just thought that was just kind of an extra step that they didn't have to take that they, you know, it's just such great service. And I just really appreciate them doing that. 
Wow. That's incredible. I've, I've, re- I've been there plenty of times, but, uh, never with a child, never with a sleeping child for sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's, that's really cool. That hotel is gorgeous too. Um, that's so cool that y'all had your conference there. Yeah, it was really, it was really nice hotel. And they just, they set the food down, just did a little knock. So they didn't like wake wide up or anything. It was just really appreciative. And I, um, I definitely made them know when I went down there later on that night, but it was a beautiful hotel one and just very convenient location. There's everything right. right everything. The corner from there. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really appreciative and, and, you know, conferences are always stressful as it is trying to, you know, navigate everything that's going on in one day. But that was just sure. nice that they did that and took care of us. That's awesome. I, uh, I, I actually brought my mom there to that place. Uh, she likes the, the bar that's on the like pool there. Uh, if you're listening, highly recommend looking up photos and making your way there. If, Definitely. If the and I area. actually got a suite there, which it was my first conference with campus life and style. So I was like, they treat me real nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, Stephanie. Oh man. What a good one. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Um, and thank you for being on the podcast today. Do you have, uh, any, any other uh, parting wisdom from Columbia, your neck of the woods? Anything exciting going on there? We're going to get to 100%. That's the only exciting thing. I know we're going to get it. We hit it last year. We're going to get it this year. But on a pause note, I hope we get to work together again one day or maybe in the next month you can throw me back into the, the reel of people and have me back on. <laughs> I'd love to have you back on. Um, and it's it just thank you again for reaching out, for making this happen. Uh, it's been Super fun, and uh, it was great to talk to you again, especially about our favorite subject. So. <laughs> yes, our favorite subject. When Domain hits a 4.7, you'll be my first person to call. Oh, let's go. I'll share it on LinkedIn, everything. So uh, <laughs> uh, this was Stephanie Crow, uh, our guest on the Lone Star Podcast uh, today. So thank you guys for listening. And if you like this, please leave us a review and uh, let us know if there's somebody that you'd like us to talk to next. And uh, thanks again, Stephanie. No problem. Thank you. where the review podcast asks you for reviews. That's right. Uh, this is a brand new podcast and we've got a lot to learn. And the only way that gets better is with your feedback. So if you could, uh, whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on, you know, rate us, review us, leave us some comments. Uh, that's the only way that we get better. And it's the only way we learn from what we're doing wrong. And it's the only way we keep doing what we're doing right. So if you have the time, if you have the space, uh, please drop those reviews in. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll even talk about them on air. Who knows? Uh, but thank you guys so much again for listening to the Lone Star Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I've been enjoying making it.